Hello, and welcome to the MNC Mindset Podcast, where each week we bring you a short conversation on a big idea. My name is Sharon Crook, and I'm joined by my husband, Greg Crook. Together, we run CrossFit MNC in Monroe, North Carolina, where our mission is to help others find their true potential and live healthier, happier lives. On today's episode, we're going to talk about ways to improve the weaknesses in your fitness game. Good morning, dear. Good morning. How are you? Well, if I'm honest, I'm cold, I'm hungry, and I'm sore. <laughs> All right. Doing awesome. <laughs> Better than I am at the moment. Uh, workout this morning was everything I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Just fantastic. You'll all enjoy it. <laughs> all right. Uh, today we're going to talk about um, some ways to improve your weaknesses um, that you may have discovered uh, in the gym. Um, so one of the things I like about CrossFit is there's no shortage of elements to keep your attention. Um, there's always a strength component. Um, there's endurance running, biking, rowing, um, there's gymnastics, skill-oriented movements. I'd kind of group those together like rope climbs, pull-ups, muscle-ups, toes-to-bars, things like that. Um, so there's always something to keep your interest, and that's actually one of the, what drawed me to CrossFit initially. When, um, for those of you that don't know, um, I started competitive powerlifting August of 2001, um, and in powerlifting, you there's three lifts: squat, bench press, deadlift, and that's that's what you do in that order um, on the day. And for you know over a decade, I was you know relatively competitive, uh, something I enjoyed. But after a little while, there's only so many ways and variations that you can squat, bench, and deadlift. Whereas when I found CrossFit, like it opened up a whole new world. One, there was the Olympic lifts; I'd never done a bunch of that. There was the conditioning aspect. Um, and, you know, now eight or nine years into this thing that I've been doing, there's still just boatloads of areas that I can improve. Um, and I can focus on one for a little bit, switch to another, switch to another, and it's all okay. And every time I bring up one element of, you know, let's call it those three buckets, I notice it improves something in those other categories. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like it's really cool in, in that regard. Um and before we move move on, um, I, I feel like it's important. Number one, just just to let everyone know what what the general purpose of our class workouts are, um, and that is in the simplest way I can put it, it is simply to get you in the best shape of your life. That is the goal. What we're not trying to do is create competitors. We're not trying to produce high-level Olympic lifters, snatch, clean, and jerk. We're not trying to create um, high-end gymnasts. Um, none of those things. And that's I was just listening to a, a podcast earlier this week with Dave Castro, and this, and he put it, you know, very simply that what we're trying to do is to be pretty good at all those things. But it all kind of circles back in like that ten thousand foot view. It's really just to get you in the best shape of your life, period. And that's it genuinely is the simplest way I can put it. Um, now, that being said, um, we've got a handful of folks in the gym um, that do compete on a fairly regular basis, and they actually do pretty well 
and they, for the large majority of them, um, just do class. Um, you, Courtney, um, Andrea. Amy's done some. Um, well, I'm just, I'm thinking of folks that do extra work outside of class. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a few others, but on a consistent basis. Um, man, off the top of my head, I can only think about five people mm -hmm. that compete, that do extra work. Then that's not a right or wrong. That's not a good or a bad. Um, it all really comes down, number one, to the individual and how competitive they're wanting to be. Um, I actually really like the fact that out of all the people that I can think of just kind of off the top of my head without, I don't want to name a bunch of names because I'll probably forget somebody, but um, <laughs> I feel like the large majority of them do it because it's fun. And I can't think of a better reason to be quite honest. Of course, everybody wants to do well when they go. And I said, even when I did it, I did it because I enjoyed the whole process, like going to the competition hanging out afterwards, hanging out with the people in between workouts. Like I enjoy the whole thing. And then when I was on the competition floor, you know, I give, I give my all, whatever I had to give. But outside of that, I didn't really, at least in my, as most recently, I didn't put a whole lot of effort into being more competitive. Um, and then that's where that extra work kind of falls into that bucket. It just depends on, you know, when you show up at these competitions, are you legitimately trying to get on the, the podium? Are you trying to be an RX competitor one day if you're doing scaled currently? Um, if that's the case, there, there's you really do have to put in some extra work outside of class because that's not that's not the intention of class mm -hmm. to create a competitor. Um, you know, again, depending on background, it may lend itself to allow you to go and do it. But just your level of competitiveness is going to depend on the effort that you're putting into your training. Um, so for, I felt like it's important to kind of clarify, circling back, just the purpose of class before we move on. You mentioned you mentioned buckets. Can you and I, I've heard you talk about these before. So let's um, you know, tell me tell me about the buckets. What's you know, what what are these movements that go in each bucket? So. For the purposes of this conversation, because this could go on for <laughs> hours, um, we'll, we'll create three buckets. Um, we'll call one the endurance bucket slash cardio. That's running, rowing, biking, ski. We don't do those in class, but it still kind of falls into that. The next bucket is going to be your strength bucket. And these are, and, it, and this is going to be kind of a basic definition, but it's squats, front, back, all kinds, presses, overhead, horizontal, bench press, deadlift, snatch, clean and jerk, and any variation that you can put inside, because each one of those categories can probably have three lifts mm -hmm. that fall under that, but you get the idea. It's your basic overall strength head to toe. The next bucket um, we'll call the gymnastics bucket, and this is where the large majority of your body weight movements are going to go into pull-ups, toes to bar, muscle-ups, rope climbs, uh, dips. Um, there's probably more just, it, that's enough to kind of get you the general idea. So, so that's the, that's the three buckets okay. that most of the skills or the things that you get exposed to in class are going to fall under. Um, <clears throat> 
And there's a variety of ways that you can approach improving those. But the one that I want to somewhat focus on today is um, our programming that we use in class. Now, I just I just mentioned not necessarily intended to create competitors. However, we follow CompTrain. Um, the website, I'll put it in the show notes, is CompTrain, all one word, dot C-O. So what CompTrain does is they provide several different tracks and they have CompTrain class, which is what we see. That's your daily workouts that you do in, in class. Um, they have an open prep track and then they have a games track, I believe, of the two. Um, the great thing about CompTrain is that you can look, pull their website up and they have two versions. They have a free version and then a pro. The pro, you pay a monthly subscription and um, you'll get workouts actually downloaded to SugarWatt for you um, that comes complete with warm-ups, strategy on a given workout, percentages for strength work, um, scaling options. Um, you get all the things that you would get from us as coaches inside of a class on the pro version. I believe it's, thir- is it 39 Yeah, 39.99. So 40 bucks a month for that. Um, the free version is just that it's free. Go to their website. They actually have a tab right on the homepage now. Click that. It'll show you the workouts for that day for those particular tracks. Now, the beauty in this is for those of you that are looking to kind of do some extra work and, and fill in these gaps that you may have in either one of these buckets is you can look on that, that day's workout and they're going to have some options, not necessarily in every one of those buckets every day, but it varies throughout the week, just like our programming does. And you can do some extra work and it coincides with what we're doing in class. That's that's the main reason that we follow that. I like doing extra work when I have the time to do so. Sharon does. Several other folks do. And it's just kind of what we've what we've done. And um, it may have happened to you if you've listened to this, decided, hey, I'm going to do some extra work after class or something like that. You go back there and you do a bunch of extra squats. 99% of the time, the next day, guess what we're doing? Squats. <laughs> um, it's happened more times than I got fingers and toes to take. Following comp train is going to keep you from that. It's going to give you some options for that particular day that will not conflict with what we're doing the following day. Um, and you can always check with um, you know myself or Sharon or either one of the coaches to see what the next day's workout is just in case. Um, so that's a great resource that you have for free. But if you want more, you know, more information, you can go, um, you can sign up for the pro version and get a bunch of extra information that would kind of help you sort of dial that in specifically to you. Um, I actually subscribed for a little while to the pro version for master's athletes. Um, and I, I had a good experience with it. It, you know, like you said, it coincided with class. You know, I was looking for some direction. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I want to I want to do some extra work, but it's kind of like, you know, walking into Planet Fitness or whatever, like, you're kind of, okay, I'm here. Now, what do I do? <laughs> you know? yeah. um, so I, I subscribed for a little while and, you know, I've I really enjoyed it. And I, I stopped subscribing. Honestly, the, the main reason was I did not have time to do all of the work that was on there. And because of the way my brain operates, I felt like I wasn't. I just, I'm just a mess. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. 
Um, I'm not so I use, um, I still use the free version and pick a piece as opposed to the, you know, trying to do the entire spread. Uh, I pick a piece three, usually three days a week to, to add on, you know, to that complements the class. And so it's still, like you said, it's not going to interfere with the, the next day's programming. It's sometimes it's strength, sometimes it's gymnastics, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But it gives me some direction and I really like it. Yeah. And th that's, I mean, let's be honest. That's why most people come here. Yeah. It's because they need direction. They know they need to work out, but what do I do? Well, and it's, and it, it's even, you know, sometimes it'll be like, you know, max, max handstand, strict handstand push-up reps. And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. But that tells me, okay, I'm going to be look, looking at an overhead press movement in strict overhead press. Movement. So I'll right. do dumbbell strict presses instead, you know. Well, and you, and this is what we recommend. Like you've even consulted with me. Hey, yeah, what's a good sub for this? Um, and you're, I mean, you've been doing this long enough. You can do it for yourself, but um my point being is, you know, we're always available um, mm -hmm. for stuff like that. Um, and and uh, I was going to let you finish, but I, you know, I subscribe to the master's programming, too. That's an educational tool for me. I like to see what they're programming and what people my age are mm -hmm. doing or that are higher level competitors, what what they're capable of doing. Like my my thing was some of the gymnastics stuff. Was it less than what I was you know, trying to get in in a given week uh, more. I just wanted a general idea, but but I stopped for the very same reason is my time yeah. is super limited. Um, I do good to get a class in every day and, and even now switch to 6 a.m. so I could get a full class. Um, so, um, but which has opened up my afternoons now mm -hmm. to get in that little piece of extra work. Yeah. And I just enjoy doing a little something extra. I'm not doing it for competitive purposes. I just, I just, I like working out. Um, that's <laughs> really no other reason than that. I don't, I don't really have a specific goal around doing it. I just enjoy it. It's fun for me. Um, so I want to talk about um, out of those three buckets, training frequency for each one of those. Um, first, every answer in CrossFit 99% <laughs> of the time starts with the, it depends. So this is, these are not black and white rules that I'm giving you. It depends on the person, um, what their weakness is, what time they have available, like a whole bunch of things. So if you want some more direction on any of this, um, you know, don't, don't hesitate to, to hit me up about it. But generally speaking, um, we'll go with um, the strength bucket. Those strength uh, exercises you want to limit those to once or twice a week training them. That means at least squat, if that's a goal. Well, let's just assume it is. You need to squat for strength work once a week. Do some kind of deadlift once a week. Some kind of press once a week. Some kind of snatch once a week. And a cleaning jerk once a week. It can be any variation of those. Maybe we even do them in class and you can check that bucket. You can kind of kill two birds with one stone. Um, you know, again, schedule and the, the time you have available is going to largely dictate how often some of these movements you can actually even train as much as twice. It just kind of depends on the movements. Um, deadlifts, I'd be weary of doing that more than once a week. It's just very taxing on the central nervous system. Snatch and clean and jerk, if I'm 100% honest, with the exception of Jonathan, 
None of us are good enough to handle enough weight to be harmful for our central nervous system. <laughs> so those you could certainly train more often um, if you needed to. Um, squats, we do a bunch of squats. So most most everybody, if you're listening to this, you got some pretty good capacity to build up there. So I could see you squatting twice a week, front squat once, uh, back squat once. But I would, if you're going to squat twice a week, I would vary the loading. Go heavy on one, go light on the other, and then you can alternate that back and forth. Um, so just you just want to kind of be careful and listen to your body, see how you feel. Um, moving on to the uh, endurance bucket and even the gymnastics bucket. Now these movements, they're not as taxing on the central nervous system, so these can be trained much more frequently. Um, three times a week up to almost every day. Um, but you just got to use a little bit of common sense there and vary the intensity. You can't do a hundred pull-ups and extra work. And then the very next day expect to do a bunch of toes to bar or something. They need to be varying um, in that even the endurance pieces, you need to vary the intensity, the type of the modality, meaning running, rowing, biking, skiing. You need to alter that. That's again, if I can circle back earlier, that's where, comp train over the course of weeks and months and years, they're going to give you consistent touches on all of those spread out to where you're not overtraining a particular movement and getting overexposure, which can actually lead you to going backwards as far as your progress goes. Um, so that's, again, general guidelines, but that's kind of what, um, kind of where where you want to be with those exercises if you're looking to, to kind of improve on those. Okay. So let's let's kind of I'm gonna throw some scenarios at you and you know give me some examples. So it let's depends. say do what? It depends. <laughs> okay. All right, go ahead. Uh, let's say we have a female athlete, she's in her mid 20s, she's super strong. Big engine, she can go for days, but she has a really difficult time doing all gymnastics. She maybe can do a couple pull-ups you know, maybe a couple toes to bar, handstand, anything handstand, no. But, you know, in within a, say, within a CrossFit workout, she doesn't really have the ability to do the gymnastics piece as written. So what would you, what what would she need to do? Is she a competitor? She's interested in it, yes. Okay. Um, so <clears throat> depending on, and it depends. Um, <laughs> if she's just a weekend warrior and really doesn't have aspirations of competing, what what I would suggest is uh, three times a week, keep a watch on comp train and do the gymnastic stuff. Obviously, um, if you know if that's a big weakness of hers, what they're going to have programmed is probably going to need to be scaled a bunch. So hit me up, you up, one of the coaches to give some ideas on some scaling options on that. And if she's super strong, that probably means she does a bunch of barbell work um, or really gravitates that. So in a given workout, let's say maybe she don't do a ton of extra work, but in a workout that has that heavy barbell, but it's also paired with the gymnastics, she needs to change her focus up on the gymnastics. Um, she's also going to need to do some of that after class. Um Gymnastics in particular, I highly recommend um, the barbell physio. It's Zach Long. Um, him and Pamela, 
Jordan, I butcher her name up, but I can I can show you if you're interested. Those guys have come up with uh, some gymnastics. Pamela is CrossFit's um, gymnastics course trainer. Um, she travels around and hosts uh, CrossFit certified gymnastics course. Knows her stuff. Zach's super smart. Those guys have particular programs specifically for pull-ups, toes-to-bar, muscle-ups. One, if money was an option, I'd get a specific course to follow. Second, I would go to comp train and I would hit all of their gymnastics specific extra work every week as many days as I possibly could and do it consistently. Right. Not once a week, every other week. It's going to take much more than that. You're going to need at least two to three times a week. And that's a bare minimum. If you want to see any significant progress in a relatively short amount of time. Cool. Okay. I've got two more for you. Hopefully we've got time for both. Uh, you want to do one more? Let's cut it down to one. Okay. Female, early to mid forties, average strength, average at gymnastics, endurance is lacking. We'll call her Karen. Mm. <laughs> Sounds for me. Um, is she a competitor? Yes. All right. Uh, Casually, not, you know, not nothing serious. Okay. So, um, I learned this from Matt. So if, if she's serious, so if she wants to be more competitive and that seems to be the biggest hole in her game, we got to look at, um, two things. One, it depends. Like what is she a good, so they, there's some different back, um, uh, I don't know what to call them, but anyway, there's, you're one of two animals, typically. You're either a buffalo. Yeah, buffalo and what's or a jaguar. Or a jaguar. Yeah. So is she a sprinter? Like if it's a five minute or less workout like a Fran, is she a boss? She can go to that deep dark place and hang out there for about five minutes. Um or is she a buffalo? Is she one of those that can just do these longer 20, 30 minute workouts and stay moving the entire time? Pace never wavers throughout the entire thing. Um, once we establish that, that's going to kind of dictate what we do. But generally speaking, like if she's a competitor and wants to improve that, most time domains that you're going to experience at a competition, just because I got multiple events a day, mm -hmm. they're not going to be very long. Rarely will you ever see anything 20 minutes. Most of the time, it's going to be 8, 10, or 12 minutes. However, a couple of things. We have to build a big enough aerobic base to help you recover in between those events. She's going to need to do a, a, a kind of a variety of things. Some longer, slower pieces, but broken up. Maybe it's 20 minutes of actual work broken up into five minute sections of where she's maintaining. Let's use the roller, for instance, a 158-500 for five minutes straight. We're going to rest three minutes and do that again. And what we're looking to do is replicate that exact time every single piece. Over time, we got a couple options there. We can add an additional five-minute piece, and we can go four block or five blocks at that same pace, or we increase the work to seven minutes, rest only two minutes, and try to increase it. So that's just one of the ways. And we want anything aerobic is sustainable and repeatable. So we got to establish what that is, and we can do it on any machine. Secondly, we would do some more sprinting work. If, or maybe she's got a good endurance base. She just sucks at sprinting. Um, we would do faster paces. I hate to say it, but like 15, 20 second sprints on the assault bike with about two and a half minutes rest in between. So for, you know, maybe 15 minutes worth of intervals like that. 
Um, so <clears throat> there's a bunch of different ways when it comes to endurance training. I even have a, a chart from my OPEX days that'll give specific times depending on what you're looking to do, build the aerobic system or anaerobic and all those other fancy terms, um, some time blocks that we can, and we can do that not just on a machine, but we can do that with simple movements like burpees, swings, rowing, like that, that combination of those three is 100% lethal. Um, so a bunch of different ways we can go about that and leave the skill stuff. If she's got a pretty found, pretty solid foundation of, you know, she's competent on the barbell and the gymnastics and stuff like that. If it's just conditioning, that's easy to do two to three times a week after class and just varying those intensities and modalities. Pretty easy to fix. Um, great questions. Um, so as you can tell when I rattled on, I love talking about stuff. Like that. Um, but we're going to kind of wrap it up um, today. And I, I want to leave you with this um, analogy. At least I think it's an analogy. Any weakness that you have, if you know, whether it falls in any one of these three buckets, maybe you can need to do a little bit of work in all three. That's okay too. Um, I do. But let's let's look at it this way. If if you genuinely want to improve those, um, <clears throat> I want you to to think of it in terms of this. Let's say once a week you play a sixty minute pickup basketball game with your buddies. Um, you really enjoy playing, but some of the skills involved needs a little bit of work. Like if you have to go up and down the court a couple of times, 10 minutes into the game, your hands on the knees sucking wind. Let's say you hit one out of every 10 three-pointer. Let's say you hit zero free throw shots. That's something that you need to work on. If all you ever do, and in, inside of a basketball game, and I know very little about what I'm talking about, but enough to get, you'll get the point when I'm done. Inside of a basketball game, there's no guarantee to how much exposure to any of those particular things. You're going to do a bunch of running. We can pretty much guarantee that. But how many times opportunities you're going to get to take a three, a three point shot, a layup or any of those particular things are not guaranteed. Same thing goes with our class workouts. We probably squat in some kind of capacity multiple times but as far as strength work maybe once a week a lot of times not this particular week when we're recording this podcast we didn't do any strength work it was kind of sort of wrapped up in a metcon but not specific enough for someone that needs to bring up their back squat same thing goes with pull-ups we did some yesterday but they need they, if you really want to bring them up that needs to be done two to three times a week my point is if all you ever do is play the game, hashtag just do class, and you really want to put a considered effort into improving these skills, you have to do some work outside of class. If I want to get better at my layup, my three-point shot, my free throws during the week at home, I'm going to be practicing those all the time. Think of any other sport out there during the week. They're not just playing games over and over. They're drilling particular plays the skills involved in that plays, the running intervals, they're like baseball, the pitcher is throwing to the catcher all the time. You got batting practice. You know, you get the idea. Mm -hmm. Like every sport, they practice the specific skills that they use in the game. Class competitions is the game. Can you get better at those just playing the game? Absolutely. 
but the timeline is much longer just because of the limit exposure to those specific skills. If you want to bring up anything in any of those buckets and you want to do it in a quicker way, use comp train and start hitting that stuff for a little bit after class. Yeah. And if you need some help kind of navigating that or scaling options or something like that, hit your coach up in class, myself, Sharon, Courtney, Jonathan, Gary, Erica. Um, I know any of us would be more than happy to help you. All right. I think we'll shut it off there. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. If you got any questions, as always, hit us up and we appreciate you listening. All right. Thanks, guys.